Hey everyone, this is Michael V, co-host of the Radical Humanist Podcast. It's just me right now, Tom's not here, and as you can probably tell, this is not your typical episode. So, look, I had this crazy idea that I would, on occasion, take some time and fill in a few of the blanks uh, in between our regular episodes, um, kind of like mini-episodes, or as I like to call them, micro-episodes. Get it? Because it's, it's just me, and I'm Michael, but, you know... Mike, Michael, micro, micro episodes. You get it? <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's, oh, man. Oh, I even entertain myself sometimes. Anyway, where was I? All right. So anyway, I wanted to take some time and maybe dive a little deeper into the topics we've covered in the past or maybe use this time to begin the conversation on topics we might cover in the future or maybe even talk about things that are off topic or only uh, tangentially connected. So you kind of get the idea of what I'm trying to do here. Uh, this is by no means meant to take anything away from the radical humanist. In fact, it's just the opposite. I'm here to add something to the conversation that might have been overlooked originally. Um, the truth is... Uh, we only have so much time during each real episode of The Radical Humanist before things kind of go off the rails or worse, get stale. And uh, the only thing worse than a stale humanist is a stale humanist with a microphone and a podcast. So that's kind of what I like to think of these micro, micro, it's never not going to be funny. These micro episodes are like uh, an appetizer before the meal. Think of me as like the warm bread and the butter. I'm the uh, I'm the chips and salsa, baby. So now that we're all on the same page about what I'm doing here and, uh, you know, what I'm trying to accomplish, hit the music. I want you to think about your dream. Hey, boys and girls, this is time for the Michael V Show. All right, we are back again. This is Michael V. Uh, Dr. Thomas Coleman is not here. Um, he's probably sleeping. Uh, I hope he's sleeping. I've never seen anybody work harder than that guy. Anyway, um, so with this first micro episode, I wanted to briefly, and I'll do my best to keep this brief and jaunty, discuss what the radical humanist is and why we're doing this. Now, again, I know I covered this in the first episode. We probably talked about it in the second episode as well. But we recently hit a milestone on our podcast downloads. And like, that's amazing to us. We, it really, I mean, it's not a tremendous number, but we are grateful for every single solitary person that listens. We are grateful for every single solitary person that chimes in on Facebook or on Instagram. Um, and we are, I can't tell you how thankful uh, we are for every download. So um, I did want to take um, just a few minutes, I promise I'll keep this brief, and sort of go over again uh, what what it is that we're doing here and why we're doing this and and does the world really need another podcast? Um, so the first show was, uh, I, again, I know I covered this on the first show, but uh, that first show was kind of like a flaming sewer of good ideas and horrible executions. And um, it this conversation has come up a few times since then, since I posted that episode, mainly with friends and family and people who just don't sort of um, just aren't really sure what it is that we're trying to do. So I figured it was worth further, maybe more coherent explanation. 
if that makes sense. So let's start there. What is the radical humanist? What does it mean? What are you guys trying to achieve? What message are you trying to send? Why all the bad language? Hey, um, what's that smell? Uh, does this look infected? And where's my cat? These are just some of the questions we've gotten in the past. All right. So look, we're not trying to sound edgy or cool. We're not trying to come off as the bad boys of well-being and mental health. Um, you know, we're not sitting around strategizing how we can sound even more badass or even how, you know, even tougher than or whatever your version of that is. Um, we're just two guys from Long Island that spent a lot of time asking questions that were only partly answered by people we only partially understood. And not understood as in we didn't know what they were talking about, but understood as people, we, you know, connecting with them on a personal level. And in my opinion, healing, true, persistent, steady, ongoing healing is the most personal journey that, that you can undertake. But there was nobody speaking to us in a voice that sounded familiar. Everybody wanted to be a teacher or a master. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Mentors can be incredibly beneficial. Tom and I both have one. But they're beneficial if you're trying to learn something. For me, and I'm only speaking for myself, I wasn't looking to learn anything. I was at a point in my life where I was looking to heal. And not all patients want to become doctors. So I just really, I just wanted to learn how to walk on my own again. That That's what I wanted. It's what I, it's what I absolutely needed. Um, and unbeknownst to me, while I was on my journey, Tom, who I've known for over 30 years plus, uh, was on his own parallel journey. And it wasn't exactly the same as mine, but it wasn't entirely different either. Um, while I was experiencing and going through my trauma, he was learning to heal from his. And when I was finally in a place where I was able to uh, extract something beneficial from the hell I'd been through, he was fine-tuning his discipline. Um, the path we've the, the one path we've always been on together, uh, even though we were separate, we were sort of in the same mindset together, but separately, was our desire to help other people that might be on this course. Uh, the people that feel lost or hopeless or alone, uh, the people, you know, trapped in the dark looking for any flickering glimmer of light, uh, because we've both been there more times than we can count. Um, so that's, that's what this is. You know, this is that, that light. This is that, that hand in the darkness. That's why we do this. And at the risk of sounding trite, the Radical Humanist podcast and all of its components uh, are a voice to anyone that feels desperate or scared or hurt or wounded uh, or unsure or invalidated. It's about pain and healing. It's about trauma and healing. It's about grief and healing. Um, it's about acknowledging that, that life can be a fucking kick in the balls, but it's about telling yourself and anyone that's listening, anyone that's listening, that yeah, you can put me down. I can be put down, but nothing will ever keep me down. 
knowing that you have the tools to arrive at your own inner peace and harmony, you know, you might have misplaced that toolbox, but it's there. It's always there. You're born with it. But if you did misplace it, we're here to help you find it. And this just this isn't just faux motivational bullshit that we're trying to peddle. This is experience seeping through the cracks of someone who has been rebuilding himself for years, for literal years. My trauma, the the series of events that led me here, tore my soul out. That's that's not an exaggeration and it's it's not dramatic hyperbole. I I was completely gutted through and through. There was a giant hole in me um and it's still there. Uh, but there it was it was so prevalent and I was so desperate to fill it. Um nothing I could do um, nothing I did could satiate the, you know, the sadness or the grief. Nothing. And I tried everything. I tried anything. Everything I could think of. Anything I thought would make even the smallest difference. And not just once or twice. I did this for years. But I was hopeless. And, and I was helpless. And everything I did only made things worse. I thought I was helping. I thought I was, you know, making things better, but I was only causing more and more damage, not just to myself, to myself, but more importantly, to the people I loved. And I just couldn't see it. I was just that lost. But when the dust settled and I was finally able to turn around, there was absolutely nothing left. And, you know, all I saw was the destruction I had caused. And I have to live with that even now. So when I say I wasn't always this guy, it's true. I mean, I was always funny and charming. I mean, charismatic, well-read, ruggedly handsome, a real man's man, kind to animals, smelled like fresh baked cookies and a demon in bed. But I was never this guy, the guy that's sitting here alone recording a podcast on trauma, healing, and wellness. I was someone else entirely, but I fought every single day to get here, and I continue to fight every single day, and sometimes I win that fight, sometimes I don't, but I never give up, and I never will. But I couldn't have done this alone. And nobody should ever have to. And that's the point of this. That's why Tom and I do this. And we will do it relentlessly because it matters. Because anyone that's listening to this matters. Anyone that thinks they are beyond help, beyond saving, a lost cause, they matter. Despite what you think, despite what you might have been told, you matter. This matters. The Radical Humanist isn't just me and it's not just Tom. It's everyone. It's everyone that needs it. That's why we're constantly asking for messages and emails. Because we want to hear from you. We know we're not alone. We know there are 
plenty of others out there like us. Men, women, mothers, fathers, grandparents, lawyers, doctors, stockbrokers, farmers, insurance agents, students, pro wrestlers, peasant enthusiasts, exotic dancers, cowboys, cowgirls, big bad motorcycle badasses, and stay-at-home family members. I said it before, I'll say it again. We don't have all the answers, but we have enough of them. And we're still climbing and we're still moving forward, one step at a time, and we're offering you the space to join us. Membership is free and operators are standing by. So that's the why. The how is through this podcast, through our social media, through videos, But that's for now. The plan is and has always been to do this face-to-face, to to meet with people in real life, form real connections and bonds, and forge real relationships. See, I have a lifetime of bad decisions and mistakes under my belt. If there was a choice to be made, trust me when I say I made the wrong one. Not intentionally, not maliciously. It's just a product of my ignorance, my arrogance, and my ego. But the silver lining is the insight I've gained, the, the clarity. And along the way, I've learned two very important lessons. One, regardless of what you believe, regardless of your deity du jour, we are all connected, every one of us. And this isn't some hokey, new age, woo-woo, huckster, flim-flam I'm peddling. This is the radical truth. You, the person listening to this right now, you are a singular being. You're like a magical sausage, eons of cosmic vibrations shoved into a fragile meat sack, but you are part of a greater collective whole. You might think of yourself as an island, but one grain of sand does not make up the entire beach. We are all spiritually connected. It's it's easy not to see it, but believe me when I say, once you recognize it, you'll never be able to look at anything the same way again. At the risk of sounding like a complete hack, I want to quote the first of the seven spiritual laws as defined by Deepak Chopra. And the reason I do this is not to sound enlightened, but this, it's because this was the very first step I was able to understand in my journey. This was my light in the darkness. It was kind of like my glimmer of hope. And this is the law of pure potentiality. The source of all creation is pure consciousness, pure potentiality, seeking expression from the unmanifest to the manifest. And when we realize that our true self is one of pure potentiality, we align with the power that manifests everything in nature. Now, that might sound goofy to some, and believe me, I get why. But I promise if you allow yourself to scratch just beyond the surface, of what you know and what you think is possible, you'll be amazed at what you find. And things like alignment and vibrations, manifesting, that's all stuff we're going to cover on future episodes. So if it sounds obtuse now, trust me, we'll get back into it later. The second important thing I learned is the only thing you truly leave behind is your legacy. So make it a good one. Most of us know Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, right? The story of Ebenezer Scrooge. So do you remember what sets Scrooge on his path? It was a nighttime visit from his deceased business partner, Jacob Marley. 
Now, Marley shows up as a terrifying visage. He's ghostly white. His mouth is tied shut, which is how they used to keep corpses' jaws closed. And he's bound and shackled with heavy chains and locks. He's dragging them behind them. He sets them down when he himself has to sit down and rest. Dickens, Charles Dickens, and by extension, Jacob Marley, use the chains to warn Scrooge, and again, by extension, the readers, that the things you prioritize in life will be shackled to you for eternity. Marley regrets the way he lived his life because he missed out on so many opportunities for happiness. He neglected the people around him and focused only on his own wealth. And for that, he's doomed to spend eternity walking in chains and watching joy without being a part of it. Now, I don't care what you think happens to us after we die. We go to heaven, we get reincarnated, nothing happens, we die and that's it. It's irrelevant. What happens after doesn't matter. It's what happens here that counts. Ebenezer Scrooge was destined to die alone. His legacy would have been that of a greedy old miser. He would have had a vault full of money and nobody to share it with. That was until he had an awakening. He didn't ask for his awakening, and up until that point, he probably didn't deserve it. But there was someone that saw more to Scrooge, saw the potential that was inside him, believed in him, knew that he had a latent penchant for good, and helped him find a better way. It allowed him, allowed him, I mean, by him, I mean Scrooge, allowed him to leave this life knowing he made his world, no matter how small it might have been, better. And that's the big secret to life. That's the answer to the question people have been asking since the dawn of time. Why are we here? What's our purpose? It's simple. To be better. Be better today than you were yesterday. Be better tomorrow than you are today. To be better to the people around you. To leave this life better than you found it. Even if it's just a little bit better. Just to be a little better. So there you go. I hope that answers some questions. I hope I didn't bore you. And I hope we can all meet up one day and be better together. As always, we encourage you to email us at hello at the radicalhumanist.net or message us on Facebook or Instagram, whatever your social media platform of choice is. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Ask us a question. Tell us about your day, whatever it is. And if you can, please give us a rating and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us out or share it with a friend or what the hell, do both of those things. Also, no worries, a new full episode of The Radical Humanist drops this Tuesday and the Tuesday after that and the Tuesday after that and so on. And since I've already given you the first of the seven spiritual laws, let me just leave you with the last one. And this is the law of detachment. In detachment lies the wisdom of uncertainty. In the wisdom of uncertainty lies the freedom from our past, from the known, which is the prison of past conditioning. And in our willingness to step into the unknown, the field of all possibilities, we surrender ourselves to the creative mind that orchestrates the dance of the universe. 
If you think that's too spacey or out there, then just remember this. Every problem is the seed of an opportunity for some greater benefit. And once you have this perception, a whole range of possibilities open up. All right? Thanks again, everyone. I'll catch you on the flip-flop.